What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1206 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're talking with Kim, who runs GentlyBeing.com and the YouTube channel of the same name. Again, that's Gently being. And she creates these really cool spiritual type of videos that have to do with the season that we're in. As she says, it's renewal through seasonal spiritful lifting. And she creates these videos about things like, you know, the winter solstice and their meditation videos or their full moon type of things. And it's really awesome. It was nothing that I really even knew about. And she's building this really cool audience there. She's over a thousand subscribers and she's in the middle of trying to understand, okay, well, what can she do to scale that up and do even better? We go through a number of different ideas. And also, well, how do we bring people from YouTube over to a place where we might be able to monetize? How might we be able to do that? Kim also is very much not wanting to really get in front of the camera as much per se versus you know creating really good videos and she's run events before but at those events even she's not even really seen or, or or even known but she creates these experiences and we talk about well how do we take that of what you like in the in-person things that you do and then do that online because you know you actually don't have to put your face on camera and we go through a number of different examples i share a number of different youtube channels that are doing very well in a similar way so we'll talk about it here she is kim from gently being Hey, Kim, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I'm starting to run a business called Gently Being. It started about three years ago with in-person events, and I would teach introduction to mindfulness courses in person and then also hold full moon and new moon ritual events and some other things that sort of fall under that uh, category umbrella. And very much it was based on the events and the geographical location I was in. And then once COVID hit, all that had to stop, of course. And I decided that I would move to more of an online space. And I decided to go onto YouTube. But when I moved to YouTube, the people who were like taking the courses and going to the events, they didn't follow me online, which is totally understandable because I think there's just so much online. But also I noticed when I was on YouTube that you know, YouTube is very much the more specific you are, the better. And there's a lot of people who already cover what I was sort of doing, where it was just that general overview. And it's just a very different audience. And then when I was really looking at the analytics a bit more, I realized that also a lot of it isn't your subscribers always watching you. It's a lot of the views tend to be like new people who come and go. Yeah, most people actually. Yeah. And <laughs> so I, I like doing it, but I realize it's not sustainable for generating any income, which I'd like to be able to do again. And I tend to be a private person, so I'm not very good at sharing a lot of myself. I more just share information. And I think maybe that holds me back from maybe keeping people watching. Sure. I mean, I can understand that. I, I am an introvert by nature. And if you go back into my archive from my Pat Flynn YouTube channel, you'll see that the first several videos, I don't even show my face on camera. And my voice is very timid and I'm just very scared. This is why I love blogging because I could type it out and edit and nobody will ever see me, right? But you said you've, you've done these in-person things before. What makes you feel so comfortable about these sort of in-person things? They were more about creating a space for people. It wasn't really about me. So for the introduction to mindfulness courses, I mean, I lived in two small towns. 
So it was being able to bring some of that to people in those areas without them having to go to the bigger city. For me, it would be Toronto would be the closest. And it was more creating a space where people could share. So I'd give information and then they would be able to share. And then the other events that I would do, it was very much about creating an experience. So one of the last things I did was a winter solstice event where I created this indoor spiral labyrinth and people signed up for a period and they would get to walk through it to do a walking meditation. And yeah, so it's not really me. It was more about creating a space for people. <laughs> and online is, is kind of different, right? Because they're looking at you. In what way? Well, they're looking at you more. <laughs> like with the winter solstice one, for example, I had the lights very low. The labyrinth itself was lit up by solar power and battery powered candles. And me and my honey bunny, we were like in the back and we did some like sound meditations, but you couldn't even really see us. So you love creating these environments and these experiences for people to go through. And YouTube, it's like, well, it's just kind of a 2D online interface and it's just, it's just people watching you talk about something, right? Yeah. And I find that with YouTube, I mean, at least for myself, I tend to be very concise I just want to give them the information quick because I want to respect people's time on YouTube. And I know they want it quick. I don't like to drag out the answer too much. For gaining watch hours, it makes it really difficult. <laughs> right. I mean, there's the algorithm, right? And it's the watch time leads to more viewership and more of YouTube supporting you. And, you know, I think that in the realm of that sort of conversation, I would just say create videos that you love to create that you think people would, would enjoy and just let YouTube do what it's going to do, right? And I know that, yes, there's the algorithm. And of course, there are some things you should do, like have a really good title and thumbnail and, and all those kinds of things so you can get the clicks. But I think that what's really cool is on YouTube, you don't necessarily have to do what everybody else is doing. You can create sort of your own thing. There's a person, honestly, I don't even know his name, but he has millions of subscribers and he's at Daily Dose of Internet. And I don't know if you've ever seen those videos, but they're basically just compilation videos of popular videos that are traveling around the internet every day. And he puts them together into one spot and he starts every video the same. He, he says, this is your Daily Dose of Internet. And then it's like, he, he just kind of has a voiceover on some of them. This cat was really hungry. And it's like this cat looking cute. And I mean, there's millions of views on these things. It's ridiculous. And the videos are very short. They're like two or three minutes in length. And what's really cool about this is it's not about him. I mean, he is the person putting these things together. I hear his voice every once in a while. Every once in a while, he'll say, hey, I really, I caught this sunset outside my window and it was beautiful. I just wanted to share it with you. I hope you have a great day. And it's like, oh, that was really nice. That was really cool. But I've never seen him. I have no idea what he looks like. I don't even know his name. And he's provided all this value for us to basically have a moment of escape from, you know, the busyness of the real world and just have a laugh or look at something cute. And so in that way, he's kind of creating an experience for us in the way that he wanted to do it, in the way that he's comfortable doing it. I think it's very obvious that he just doesn't want to be known or be seen on camera and is and maybe is similar to you in that way. So the challenge would be, well, how might you create an experiential YouTube video that maybe doesn't focus on you, but focuses on what you want to do for the viewer? And yes, some people are going to see it and be like, this isn't for me, but that's what we want, right? Because we want YouTube to send it to people who who it is for. It also makes me consider, especially around the holiday times, I'm getting a lot of things on my feed from people just creating these videos that are just, it's just music and like fire. It's just like a Yule log scene, right? And, and that's creating an amazing experience for me and my family at home. 
And of course, those videos are like five hours in length, right? Because, you know, maybe there's videos like that you could create. Could you make your own version of a maze in the format of a YouTube video that just gets people to escape and just, you know, be and, and and gently be, if you will, while watching and just maybe it's in on in the background. Maybe there's some music that you could purchase that's royalty free that helps add to the ambiance. And I mean, there are so many channels doing so many different things. How would it feel if you didn't have to actually even be on video, but still have a growing YouTube channel? Having a growing YouTube channel would be exciting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is revenue opportunity there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I like, in some ways was hoping at some point to be able to put out things that people would be able to purchase. Because I know with YouTube, you know, it's not good to rely on it as a revenue. It fluctuates. and It's finicky, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of nice because then you think of it as it's a, it's a treat if it happens, and that's nice. And before I knew what I was creating for people, and I started to see that they liked it, and now it's like different types of videos do well on, on the channel. And I was, I've been, I guess I was sort of naughty because I have an email list, but I never promote it ever on the YouTube channel. It's kind of naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now I don't know what people, cause I didn't know how to craft anything for people. Cause I wasn't, sh- I wanted to make sure what I create for them, they want, I don't want to fill any of their spaces unnecessarily, if that makes sense. Some people really like I have meditations and then I'm not on on the camera at all. And some people really like those. I see one of your top videos is a meditation, your Samhain meditation video from one month ago. That was only a month ago and it has 3,000 views already? It just like took off that one. But then some other meditations don't. It's very, um, has to be timed right. Because I very much share videos that have to do with rituals and spiritual celebrations according to the time. And then some of the moon ones do well. Right. Like, why would a person watch a, a full moon video when it's not a full moon, right? Oh, yes. Like yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, New, New Year's Eve, I'm not going to be watching that in June, right? And I think that's okay. I mean, seasonality is huge. I think that that's absolutely something that you could take advantage of and imagine just this giant library of stuff i don't know if you have playlists specifically for things like maybe there's a super full moon playlist there's a a new year's playlist and some of these other things so that a person could literally hit play and they just continue to run but it's all about that season of the year right now and in, in looking at your channel yeah you have some of that again maybe bringing up top on your youtube homepage which i'm on right now and having because it's new year all your new year stuff is highlighted in in the top playlist oh yes that makes a lot of sense i never thought of that right because people might find you from one of those videos i mean you created one of the ones that is doing well right now from four days ago how to celebrate the winter solstice 2021 very relevant right now right that is getting the most views out of any video from the last couple weeks let's make that the feature video on your channel and let's lead into a playlist that has other videos of the same type if there are any and it seems like there are. So that, that's a huge opportunity that you have that, you know, a lot of other YouTube creators maybe don't is how, like you said, how relevant it is right now. And the cool thing is now there's a reason to subscribe because they know that you're always going to be providing something for the time of the year and the things that are happening. And I think that you could do really, really well. I mean, first of all, you've gotten over 1,000 subs, and you've probably unlocked monetization at this point, which is close. really cool. And It's those close. watch so, hours. <laughs> watch hours, yeah. You're <laughs> almost there. You're almost there. So that's great. 
But at the same time, especially once you start to build this rhythm of these kinds of videos, there are ways to bring people from the video to a free audio meditation that is off of YouTube that they can take with them in the car, for example. There are other products that you might be able to offer about these specific seasons, a Shopify store with some of this stuff I can imagine being very beneficial. I know that there are creators who do similar things, not in your space, but who, you know, again, they're not necessarily the center of it all. It's the content, but then they have this additional merch and other things that allow them to connect to that thing even more and even sort of showcase what they're into, right, to others. That's why people buy merch, but also to get more of what it is that they're already getting. Even communities and things like that could happen. I don't know if you, you know, there's opportunities for you to go live and do things sort of like events with your members and allow them to then, you know, support you with a membership fee every month or a super chat sometimes happens in a live stream. So there's a lot of opportunity here for sure. I think it's a very, you know, as I often say, the riches are in the niches. And I absolutely love, love this. I think, you know, just some advice here while I'm on your YouTube channel. On the top, it says gently being new videos Wednesday and Sunday. I love that you're being consistent. That is so important. You've already seen the benefits of that. If you could in one sentence, tell everybody who lands on this page, like, what is this about? What do, what do they get? What is this? Or, or what is this offer? Having that on there can help a person stick even more. Your titles and thumbnails are actually pretty good. I mean, it, it, it's it's relatable to what it is that's happening right now. And like you said, some of the videos that are doing really well don't even have you on it. And and that's kind of cool. Lean into what's working. I think more meditations is, is what I would do next if I were you. That one that you did recently that I just mentioned, where, where would that go? That Samhain meditation. What is that, by the way? Is that a particular? Samhain is, it's more the pagan festival of Halloween. So it's at the same time. In October, I think in some ways October worked well for me because I did this. I called it the All Hallows Eve Advent. So I did a video every day. So you had, you know, you get that momentum, a little bit of momentum on YouTube. And then when you create that thing, you get those people who were watching it. And then YouTube sort of helps push it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That is great. This is a really great start. I mean... I would just continue to lean into it. What is the big worry? What is the big thing that I can help you get out of this conversation today beyond, you know, the little nitpicky things that I'm getting into now, which is good. That means like things are pretty good if I'm getting nitpicky at this point, but how can I best serve you? I guess I know that it was, for me at least, it was best to just focus on YouTube at first because I found YouTube has a bit of a, a learning curve. And so I didn't use anything else. I like barely used Instagram anyways, but I was like, I'm going to just focus on YouTube to try to understand how to make thumbnails and things like that. And I'm just wondering if there's something else I should be utilizing to start growing that audience that wants to click your videos, that wants to be a part of that like seasonal sort of spirit, spiritual community. I mean, I don't know if this is going to scare you when I say it, but TikTok could be a really amazing platform for you. It has a similar algorithm where they just happen to know who else likes these kinds of videos based on all this data they have about us, right? I mean, that's YouTube has that about us as well. And it's much more shorter form video. I've come across a lot of voiceover type of videos. You know, for example, this full, full moon's coming, right? And you can say, hey, you know, there's a full moon coming on this date. And in order to help you center your energy or however you frame your videos, like I'm going to uh, give you one tip for this, or I'm going to play some music that's going to help you calm down. And it's just like, just like on YouTube, any one of those videos could just go, 
right? And then one day it just explodes. And the cool thing is when that happens, then it's like a signal for you to, okay, do more of those videos. Those are doing really good. And that becomes then a signal to people who come across multiple of your videos to go, oh, you should subscribe to this person because they actually are giving you things that you like. And then those places will then find more people like them. And it kind of has this, this cool thing. And since you're already doing video, that's great. The actual tool, TikTok, as far as creation is so easy to use. And the learning curve isn't very high. I mean, just use hashtags and just stay consistent. And you could probably repurpose videos that you already have for vertical. Okay. Yeah. If, if you if you feel like you're ready for like, okay, let's, I've quote unquote mastered YouTube or nobody's mastering YouTube, but you know, I've, I've done my work there to learn about it as much as I can right now. And I'm excited about trying something new. I think you're there for a period of time experiment with, with that and, and see what happens as far as, you know, the monetization part of it, you know, TikTok is not necessarily going to pay you for those things, but it is again, brand awareness and bringing people back to a central home and, and you have gentlybeing.com, uh, I believe, right, where you want to bring people back to and, you know, you could offer more, more things. Yeah, I, I'm sort of redoing that because I wasn't not very happy with my homepage because I think I was floundering so much that my message just, it's not clear. And then again, I didn't even like, I never mentioned those things in the YouTube <laughs> videos. I guess I'm not very good at like asking people to go to another spot and well, the truth is on YouTube, you don't want to do that all the time. That's actually the best practice is to keep people on YouTube. But in speaking with a really, really prominent business person slash YouTuber, Daryl Eaves, who has helped people like Mr. Beast and all these other like millions of subscriber type people, you know, keeping people on YouTube is exactly what you want to do. However, every once in a while, it's totally okay to drive people from your YouTube videos to something else that is also valuable. And this is why, you know, even Mr. Beast, for example, he like points people to a charity page or a merch shop or something like that, but he doesn't do it in every single video. It's maybe like once a month he mentions it and that allows people to, in between when they find you to fall in love with the brand, to stay there on YouTube and watch more. And then eventually they'll come across one of these videos that has that ask to go elsewhere. So I think just strategically, you don't have to have it on a repeat in every video. You know, mention every once in a while, sort of, you know, even organically, even in the middle of a video is okay sometimes, just because that's where, you know, people are actually, you know, still watching. And especially if it's before a reveal or before a hook or before the thing that they actually came to watch, then that's okay. But it's just going to take practice. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying and experimenting and then seeing what happens. And I just love when I meet new YouTubers in interesting spaces that I can see there's an opportunity there. And I, and I feel that for you as well. Yeah. What you said about making the seasonal playlist, I'm like, oh, of course. Uh, I've watched all those YouTube advice channels and everything and failed. <laughs> no, that no. I mean, it's like owning a home. It's like, you could always rearrange, you could always add more and there's always more to fix. I mean, it's just, it's just never going to end. But the low hanging fruit, I think in this case would be to create those playlists so that when people find you for the seasonal things that are happening right now, they'll see the other seasonal things that are relevant right now as well. What's coming up for you after the new year? What's the next like seasonal thing that you're going to be creating videos about? I'm actually just trying to decide what my January focus will be because right now during this season I've been creating a video each day sharing like folk tales and things like that have to do with the December holiday season oh cool yeah I like that but the thing is is when I do that it's like you're so wrapped up that I have to really sit down and plan out for January and February uh, February has 
candle mass. But I mean, that's just like a, a one day thing. I think one of the things I run into sometimes is that I don't share just one spiritual approach. While I had a, a Samhain meditation, you know, I take inspiration and try to share information for various things. So I also may have like, um, you know, for this month, it, it's winter solstice, but I also have stuff that deals with Christmas. It's not one or the other for individuals who are more um, spiritually eclectic, I suppose, in a way. Not not in a way. I mean, that's because I think a lot of us, our backgrounds now, like they're a blend of different things. They're not just the the one thing. Yeah, I agree. And maybe that gets in the way sometimes because they're like, oh, I just wanted that. Right. I mean, this is this is where, again... I would focus less on the number of subscribers because a person is not necessarily going to want to watch every single video, but they'll find what they need there. And this is why playlists are really important. And again, most views coming from people outside of your subscriber base, knowing that they're finding you and seeing you for the first time based on something they're searching for, something that was recommended or suggested to them, that becomes really empowering because it's like, I can help that person who's brand new based on what they want right now. And that doesn't have to matter that I've also talked about this thing that probably they don't even care about, you know, two months ago, right? And that's the focus. The focus would be how to get better at getting your videos recommended and also suggested versus, and and search obviously, but not percentage of subscribers watching. Like I don't even pay attention to that because it's usually less than 20%. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was very (laughs) thankful that there's like, I watch, um, Nick Nimmin and Roberto Blake. And I was like, they, they provide good information for you to understand those things. Cause at first, if you look on your own, you're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Like nobody likes my videos. Like my, even the people who follow me don't watch my videos. No, that's, that's YouTube doing what YouTube does. And they know that your subscribers probably have so many other videos that they want to watch as well. And they're going to feed them to them. So and your videos will be fed to other people who are subscribed to other things. And so it's, you know, it's cool in that way, but I think that, again, focusing on those events that are happening that are in real time and getting maybe even ahead on those, like, I don't know if Valentine's Day matters or not to your particular spirit, but like, that's the time of year where everybody's looking for stuff. And there could be some really cool love related, relational related kind of things that might be able to happen around that time of year. And, you know, there could be some things related to any kind of holiday, maybe there's a something related to, um, you know, the Winter Olympics. This is something that I'm trying to do a little bit more about, taking things that are like in pop culture happening and somehow relating it to my work so that when that just rise and search and tide of all the things, you know, about that thing comes out, like with Squid Game, I mean, how many channels are, you know, talking about that show from South Korea right now and how much have they benefited from that because that just was this wave and, it could be really fun and challenging to see how you might be able to do that. I'm not saying create a squid game meditation. (laughs) I'm just saying to use that principle with, with things that make sense for you and your audience moving forward. Yeah. Just some, just some thoughts. Oh, that's very helpful. And congratulations, by the way, on your 100,000. That is such a, amazing. so good. That is, that is so crazy. You know, I feel very blessed that just the Pokemon space itself has like inherent reasons for people to stay watching your videos. Like here's a pack, what's inside, let's see. It's like for watch time, it's perfect because you know, you're not gonna cut halfway through, you're gonna stick around to the end and that obviously is helpful. But but yeah, I feel like you know what you're doing. I feel like you understand YouTube and I can't say that about a lot of YouTubers that I know. So 
yeah, great job. I'm I'm encouraged and I'm excited to see where this goes from here. One more time, can you tell people where to go and find the YouTube channel and, and find you? YouTube.com slash gently being and gentlybeing.com. I love it. Thank you, Kim. This was a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Kim. You can check her out again on YouTube, Gently Being currently with now 1.2 thousand subscribers or 1.2K, which is awesome. And she's on her way. She's creating these really great videos and she's niched down, which I really love. And hopefully you can tell I was excited to see what happens next. So hopefully we'll be able to check back in with Kim in the future to make sure you don't miss that episode and more. Make sure you hit subscribe. And I appreciate you for listening all the way through. And I look forward to serving you next week because we have a lot of great stuff coming your way. And I look forward to serving you then. So until then, take care, peace out. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.